0: Yeah. Yeah. Girl, feel what's going on everybody we are back at it again with the high butt tenders podcast it is me Jarrell, and you know i got my road dog my partner in crime rocky what's going on how you
1: doing Jarrell?
0: beautiful day today have to admit beautiful the more it
1: gets in vegas the better
0: but yes. i am so
1: super happy again i i'm Life is so fulfilled because I would like to introduce the creative and brilliant mind behind my bud vase, Doreen mm-hmm. Sullivan. Doreen, welcome, sweetheart. I'm so welcome, welcome.
2: Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. And I'm so proud of what you guys are doing.
1: Thank you so much. So, Doreen, you know I'm gonna ask you because it's gonna be my first question, I think, from now on in interviews. It's gonna start right here.
2: How what like made you fall in love with cannabis? Oh, geez. I started consuming when I was 14 years old. And it was just the fun of it. I grew up in California in the hills of Granada Hills, right on the edge of the San Fernando Valley. And I remember like the first time I actually got high, I was horseback riding with the girls. And like, we went back in the woods and, you know, we, we had a joint and we smoked a joint. I remember like just like where's my horse and he was like right there and where like i got like wrapped up in a blade of grass and just thought it was you know like the early high when you're just like this is the greatest thing in the world
1: you ain't mm-hmm.
2: so i um yeah i started consuming at 14 and you know it was always one of those like i'm coming from california and it's more progressive than where i happen to live right now in south carolina so you know, it's just like part of a cultural thing, and then like it was like we were party years, you know. There was that group of kids that got stoned, you know. I became one of those, and I would um, just you know party with my friends, and it was in California. Like on the weekends, there would be a party at somebody's house, and everybody would meet in like the parking lot of Alpha Beta or whatever. And then it would be like, "Where's the parties? Where's the parties?" And then they would have an address, and we would all like follow each other to a party and you know, smoke, drink. I mean, it's amazing we're all alive from some of that shit, to be honest with you. (laughs) And then, um, I just like, I really always enjoyed cannabis. I mean, I'm a creative as, as you know, from the get-go and it's just really enhanced my creativity. I remember I was a theater major. I went to UCLA and, um, you know, I would be like, I would be working on a character and I get stuck and then I get high and like, I just, the character development would just, you know, just blossom. So I've always used cannabis to enhance my creativity and to get me out of a creative rut. And I wound up making a living on that creativity. And I really owe a lot of that to this lovely plant.
1: That is amazing. So it I know is. this, um, this, you've been in the industry for a minute before cannabis you had another business prior to um working with my budbaz so i mean honestly you were doing a lot of things prior to uh come to find right. out because you're in about 15 public if you look online and you look <laughs> up doreen sullivan there's about 35 publications and they're all top drawer from forbes to high times etc so how did what how did you decide you know what? I'm moving from this business to this, to, to cannabis.
2: Well, interestingly enough, I still have my agency. So when I was 25 years old, I moved to New York City working for a merchandising company. <clears throat> and um, um, and I, I was working on like entertainment marketing. And so the company had a client at RCA and they brought me in on a meeting. And I was in this meeting and RCA was asking me questions and I was sharing my ideas. And my boss was like, you know go ahead, share your ideas. And so I was brainstorming with a client. My boss left that night. The client called me up the next day and they said, oh, we want you to come by and give the mechanicals and art and all that stuff. And so I went to their office and they said, you know, shut the door. We have to talk to you. Mind you, I'm like 25 years old. I'm like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know how I got to New York basically. And so they said, we love your ideas, but we don't like your boss. And we want you to start your own company and we have a project for you. And I was like, Oh, my God. And so it actually turned out to be the very first Dirty Dancing.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: wow. <And> so <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. So I w- it was like one of those like, say what? You know, and they're just like, you know, we love your ideas. And, um, you know, we want to we want you to work on this project. We just, you know, they didn't like my boss. He was very you know, aggressive salesperson. And And so I literally, I walked out of that meeting. I walked up Sixth Avenue. I'm like, what the hell just happened? I sat down and I looked up and there was scaffolding in front of me that said Post No Bills, Post No Bills, you know, like it says in New York City. And I named my agency Post No Bills and I started my advertising marketing career in New York City at 25 in the music industry. So anyhow, so long story short. And honestly, it's like kind of, I really look forward to the day when i can go into my vault and share the stuff that i've worked on because most people in this industry have no idea they know that i've come from marketing and advertising but they have no idea what i got to work on what i got to do and um what i still do i mean i still have my agency post no bills but it's actually now the agency for my bud base so you know, let's let's just uh, condense 35 years of once in a lifetime projects. Yeah. And just like, I've literally made products for decades. And so I did advertising, marketing, promotions, and events. And everything I did, I centered it around products because I like holding on to something. I, I think when you do anything with something that people can hold, you know, that message is always there. It's on their refrigerator. It's on their wearing it. It's in their hands. So I've been making products and making things for my whole career. So, and again, I've smoked cannabis to be creative my whole career. And I'll even show you the moment, my aha moment. Oh, so, um, oh my God, this is so much fun. So I, um, after all these years, you know, I was, whatever, like I've worked five Super Bowls VIP, like setups, sure. I've three Olympics. I've worked on Shrek and Almost Famous. And uh, you know, it's like incredible. I really really want to be able to kind of catalog my legacy of my career and share this with the industry at some point when I have time. But um, so basically I was just, you know, rocking and rolling in my agency. And um, I don't want to, you know, jump around too much, but I was living in New York. I met a guy from the South. We got married and he moved me from New York City into a town called Prosperity, South Carolina, which was a town of like a thousand people into yeah. his family mm-hmm. farm. And at this time, by this time I was like, our company was really known in the music industry. And so I was telling my clients, you know, I'm gonna go live on a farm. I'm moving, you know, I'm ready to like raise a family, get married, settle down. And when I moved, my clients would call me and they're like, I need this. And I'm like, I'm literally looking at goats right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? I can't. And so they were like, we don't care. And so I wound up building out of his warehouse in Prosperity a, you know entertainment marketing company that wound up working with Hollywood and all these different things. So I've just had this sort of phenomenal creative career and um, but I, in the whole process I've always hid my consumption of cannabis, right? Yeah. So I lived in the south in a town of a thousand people, built this entertainment marketing company, had a couple of kids um, and you know the more I became a you know town mother, the more my cannabis consumption became an issue, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like dance mom, this and that. And it was like, I was always hiding it. I was always feeling like I did something wrong, you know? And here I was like this great mom, this great professional this creative woman. Like I felt like I was juggling all the right plates, but then the cannabis thing was like this dark secret. So I think it was years of that um, so then you fast forward, you know, got a divorce, you know, moved away, but stayed close in South Carolina so my kids could be close to their dad. We were joint custody and um, you know, raised the kids, still hid the consumption. And then I finally got in 2014, I moved to my dream place, which is Folly Beach, which is yeah. this little beach place, and I got this condo on the beach and there was this vase and the condo was furnished which is where we're at right now like for the most part right like here's my home and so i was in my dream home and there was this vase and this is so classic because this just goes to show you just like we don't really pay attention enough to what's around us so this vase was in the condo when i bought it right (laughs) And I always thought this thing looks like a bomb, you know? I was always (laughs) and so I've never drilled this because it's like the vase. This is the inspiration piece. So one night I was I came home from work and I'd gotten high and there was a knock at the door because there was all this construction happening in the building. And I did my final hide the bong dance, right? And I was like, motherfucker. I'm like, oh my God, you know. And so I hid my bong, which was dirty and phallic and heady amongst the vases in my house. Right. And my bong, which was shaped very similar to the vase was next to the vase. And literally the very next day, I'm like, that's it. You know, my heart was racing. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I just can't do this anymore. And a friend of mine just said to me the day before, if you need help with anything, I know you're always doing stuff, you know, I need to make some money. I'm here for you. And I called him up the next day and I'm like, I want to figure out how to change bonds. I can't, I can't anymore. So the irony and the whole message in life is like, how many things like this do we see in our lives that we pass up and we don't even know they're here to like cue us or right, like, Yeah. Everything I needed to get this inspiration was right around me. I yes. lived in this place for 18 months before, with this vase before I ever <sighs> even connected the dots. Yes. Uh, is, it, Charles, is it more accepted? Do I, drop?
0: I, was gonna ask, I was just curious to know, like is it more accepted now in South Carolina since from when you first started?
2: Mm, you know, yes and no. I mean, you know, everywhere, you know, everywhere you go, there's, I had a seven-year-old woman walking into my shop just yesterday, and she's like, I broke my bowl, you know, and I'm like, and our shop is like an agency, but she knew (laughs) she, I forgot that she'd come by. And so like, there are people everywhere that are consuming cannabis still hidden. So there's still a lot of hidden. And because the law is not legal, we're one of the states, like many illegal states where they're still trying to get as much money, I think, as they can still doing as many arrests as they can, still causing as many, you know, Until it federally legalizes, you know, it's revenue for them. So, I I mean, there's like there's no way I could walk down the street with a joint. No, I I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it, which makes Mm. it so much fun when I get out to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and it's so weird how pop the popularity,
1: despite the fact that you're in a prohibition state, um, the popularity of these vases is nuts. Like wow. I see them everywhere. Before I even met you, I was a big fan.
2: Oh so, my God. And then yeah, we met and, and we were like-
1: Starstruck, I'm gonna be wrong. Knew,
2: no, we were like, I'll never forget that meeting at the Tyson ranch, you know? Like we just were like, oh, ba-ding, ba-ding here we are. <laughs> yes. Forever friends. You have a yeah. very wonderful co-host. You know that, right? Oh, absolutely,
0: oh, absolutely.
2: She's a dream, dream, dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, well, and I so appreciate um, hearing you know it's a lot of work getting everywhere as as far as you can get out there you know i um I think we're all trying to just do the best we can to grow our businesses and be seen and be heard and be you know collaborated and a lot of the collaborations you know are popping up everywhere, but now we're playing a big retail game you know yeah um well, i
1: am gonna tell you I love the vases, the vases mm-hmm. uh the d'angelo spar. Uh, um, the angel is one of my absolute favorites. I have the love buds. Ah, uh, particularly love that one too as well. How do you come up with these designs? Because they're perfect. They are like a perfect thought process. The vamp is gorge, by the way. Oh,
2: vamp is so sexy, right? Yes. <clears throat> so, um, well, I've been developing product for, like I said, decades. Right. So yes. it's a combination. Sometimes it's really about inspiration. Sometimes I'll find. A particular color style shape in an antique store right and I'm just like I love this and I'm a product developer so I like to hold things I, 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 I hate sometimes just getting on the screen I want to hold it I want to feel it I want to so a when you develop products you really need to get into the life of the product so I might find an antique vase and I like that shape. And then I might see a painting and I like that color. And then I might think like, oh my God, this is the mouthpiece that I want. You know, I wish a mouthpiece wasn't so phallic or wasn't so, you know, <laughs> just like you get it, you know. Yep. So sometimes I'll combine that. And because I've been making products for decades. I like to work with particular manufacturers, not just ones I know, but ones that have a trait. So like Toca Cabana, our latest piece with the the toucan and the flowers and all that, right. that, that piece I found in a vintage store as a lamp. I found the pattern of the piece, the, the, the shape, the molding, because in, in a store, and so I tracked down the manufacturer and ask them, you know, if they could do custom work. And because I've been making stuff, I know how to make custom products. So we, you know, we worked with that pattern on the outside of the piece and then we added the feet and turned it into a vase and added a lid and then got the drippy colors, you know? So that particular manufacturer maybe says, you know we can do three colors. So then, you know, like it's, so that's a process. Other times, someone like in early in the early days, especially, I would find a particular vase and repurpose it. Mm. Um, Like Vamp, for example, like we designed that pattern. Um, I loved the vintage vase. I had that vase as you know one for years in my old, you know, my ex's place, and I love the handles and the delicate things. So I was like, I want to make this, but I want it black with a deco pattern, and then add the this. So it's really the adornments, the patterns, the designs, you know, when you're making product, when you're doing product development, let me see. Okay. Let's see. Like I have a candle here, right? So this isn't one candle. This is a jar. This is a candle. This is a wick. This is a lid. This is a rubber thing. This is a sticker on the bottom. You know what I mean? So when you're developing product, every piece can be customized. And to really develop product properly, you look at it from that level, and then you also add design and copy to it. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: So if you guys were making your own candles, you would have the option of choosing your scents. Mm -hmm. Maybe you choose a different wick. You You know you want to use this candle when it's done as a stash jar, so make sure that you have your rubber seals, right? You know, is it a... And, um, you know, maybe the shape of the jar is different. Maybe there's a message or a QR code on the bottom. So I'm used to making products and you divide and conquer them. So that's why like our Lotus set, you know, that's like a tray, a candle, you know, the ceramic thing, the candle goes in, the hemp wick, the vase, the bowl, the ribbon, the flowers, you know what I mean? It goes on and on and on. So I just love making things like makers got to make, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I
1: mean, I, when I first started following um, my Bud Vaz on Instagram, I think you had about, I would say, 12,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And it was just the beginning for you. And I know like, uh, when did this start? About
2: 2016? Would I yeah. So yeah, I started, um, you know, it was 2015 when I did my final hide the bong dance. Right. and I spent six months with my friend that I told you about actually perfecting this, you know, going through every material imaginable, you know, what if you, you know, what if you repurpose metal versus glass versus press glass versus porcelain versus ceramic, you know, and just really perfecting it because it's a skill and it's an art to yes. repurpose an existing piece into a consumable, smokable piece. Well, it was like when it was like
1: buying a new car, right? So you bought it, you buy a new car and then you think that you have this car and nobody else has it. But the minute you buy it, you see it everywhere. Right? So the minute I bought your first piece, I was like, this is something, you know what I mean? I always have this thing where like, this is something for myself. I found my Bud Vise and it's like, so, and then I just started seeing you. everywhere Everywhere. and I was like holy shit Doreen is popping heavy how (laughs) has that success been because it has been really big in such a short amount of time
2: um it's it's I mean you know it's such a blessing I I I can't believe where we're at I I could cry because I'm just so grateful um you know and I I have this like I just I have this this gratitude and then you know along with growth comes responsibility and like what I want to do now, like now, you know, I didn't know when I started this that it would turn out to be, you know, this big. First of all, I started this as a hobby, you know, because I was I had Super Bowls to work on, and you know, I needed something to do for myself that had not had other people's logos on it and other people's, you know, creating for others, right? Like, that's what I've done. And so Now it's like, I just feel such a commitment and responsibility to evolve our industry. You know, I've gone from like, this is a fun art project to, oh my God, we have to legalize to, you know, I mean, dealing with the corruption of this industry and dealing with the corruption of this world and how can my pieces help? You know, what if I can give $10 a piece and I can do a million pieces in a year, that's $10 million that we can do something to help whoever. You know, so now I'm getting to that point where uh, I'm um, I'm just trying to get to scale, which is part of the reason I really, you know, I'm playing. You know, I mean, it's a game for all of us as we grow our businesses, right? Yes. So, I I figured the more people, once somebody has a my bud vase and is smoking out of a beautiful vase, they love it, right? And it becomes like their favorite thing and it normalizes it in the home. So now I'm on this mission to normalize home consumption and to, you know, launch something that's actually going to bring a lifestyle to a home for cannabis. So I guess like I would love to say, you know, I'm just so happy and I am, but now I'm so driven and I feel like it's beat the clock in this cannabis industry, you know? Yep. It's and so that's part of the reason, like right now we are putting a lot of efforts into our B2B so that we can get out in stores, you know so mm-hmm. that we can get in the home so that we can help people normalize their consumption and make it easy if their children come home that they can just turn their vase around and they don't, they have less to worry about. They don't have to do the hide the bong dance, right?
0: Right. Curious to know like what was one of like the biggest um, obstacles you had to go through to get to the point where you are now
2: well, I'm in one of the biggest obstacles. <laughs> um, so as all the laws are changing and legalization is, you know, moving forward, nobody's dealing with the laws or the the. there's so much gray area and accessories, right? I've heard, because now that I'm in this situation, I've um, been, you know, working with my lawyer and studying and all that stuff. And I've seen that, you know, even jars that, dispensaries need to put their product in are being seized, you know, and it's like, wait, but this is legal, right? So <coughs> here's this gray area and it's no rhyme or reason because it's federally legal. That's where border control comes in. Hmm.
1: That's insane. Wow.
2: Right. So it's,
1: it's crazy that that's still happening. That's still a thing.
2: You right. Know?
1: Um, they pulled a couple of my videos on YouTube. Right. Cause I mean, and we're a podcast. I'm like, we don't even have a product. So right. I mean, the product is what we say. And that is our first amendment. Right. So right. why is this even an issue? Literally, it took me like three pages of explanation for YouTube to be like, okay. And then I want them to remove the strike because right. it's like, why should I even have a strike? I have a strike. So take that back. It is always a struggle. I think, you know, especially to um, if you'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to fight situations because really it's the government against you. It's not like you against another company because at least there's some leverage, a playing field, but it's the entire government. So it kind of fucking sucks.
2: It it does and it's like, you know, you got things in the government that are in place to protect us. And I'm like, you know, like, is my vase bong really that dangerous? (laughs) It's just a vase, you know, but I mean, like, um, you know, as I've looked at back examples, like, you know, um, case logic, for example, they they had a container seized of of lockable storage containers. So that and they, they their argument was like we're we created a product to protect children <laughs> from getting a hold of prescriptions or anything you want to lock up, and and they still got seized, so right as right. So, but like even you with YouTube, like this is what, I mean look at Instagram, like and this is the this is the um, you know as pioneers in this industry, right? As as people that are here to help the masses, you know. To to be able to liberate this plant, it's it's scary because you can literally be you know like here today gone tomorrow over something like this that makes no sense you know how does one company get through and another one not how does one yeah. company there's no rhyme or reason and when you talk to people like just like you like I'm sure you went through with, with you know what do you do like so you get you know YouTube thing, and then you go to everybody and, like, have you ever done this? And everybody's telling you all the different ways that they got it back, they didn't get it back, and you're sitting there, like, feeling like you did something so wrong when in your heart you're doing something so right.
1: Yeah, it's tough, it's tough. You're helping people, right? Regardless of what the situation is, I feel like you're helping people, especially my bud boss.
2: It's helping. Right.
1: And so that's,
2: that's where, you know, like I, I was given this advice in business years ago when I, you know, struggled with some other shit and, and they said, you know, tend to the new growth. And I was like, how do you get over this? You know, how do you recover from something that happened to you? That wasn't your fault, but that you're stuck with, that caused you great despair. And there, they said, just tend to the new growth, tend to the new growth. So, You know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I got a heart full of joy. And I try to have a head free of worry and try to tend to the new growth and hope that in the end, you know, it rises to the top and that I'm able to evolve this industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I feel like that's the biggest struggle we have. And unfortunately, it's, there's nothing, there's no hurdle that you
2: can jump over and be like, oh, look, I got past this issue. It's there. And people like, you know, their Instagram accounts going down that took, you know, years to build those followings. I mean, that's our intellectual, you know, that's our livelihood, our lifeline, you know, so you get it, right? But again, we're on a mission here and we're in it together. And as a, as a industry, we have to be here for each other because we never know what's going to happen next, but it does seem like it's getting closer and closer, you know? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. It's going to be very different, I I believe, Doreen. There's going to be a lot more money and a lot more difficulties underway. Um, But I feel like you're doing what you have to do. You're a great presence in this industry. And I wouldn't stop a darn thing
2: that you're doing to move forward in this industry because we love it, honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I really want to, I have so much more to offer. You know, I, like you, I'd like to, I'd like to share when, when it's legal, you know, I can share, you know, more like I want to film the processes of making a vase, you know, and making a new piece and then edit it. So when we launch it, we can teach people how to develop product because there's things that come up, you know, we can teach people those things like prior to starting my bud vase. I was signed to a speaker's bureau and I was about ready to like launch my whole public speaking career. And so I had like all these speeches in the can, you know, how to add value without an extra add an extra money, how to, how to build a buzz for your biz, you know, all the things that I've done in the marketing, you know, matrix. And so I really wanna combine that with cannabis and I really wanna combine that for our industry and just for people, you know, as a woman owned business, as a creative, as a career creative, I want to, I want to give back, you know, so those and are that things. You are doing, yeah, right.
1: You're doing that already, right. my dear.
2: Oh, thank sure. you. I For I sure. hope it comes off that way. Sometimes you feel a little um, removed, you know, in the middle of mm. a, uh, you know, when I go to like the Tender Awards and it's just like, People are coming up and they're like, "Thank you so much." You're just like, "Oh my god," because you guys live in a legal state, right? You yeah. get to do events. You go to Lady Lab collabs, Lady Led collabs. Hi, Rebecca, if you're here, um, you do these things, right? Yeah. And you get to have this wonderful experience. You work so hard, and then you get to socialize with your cannabis friends.
0: Yeah, well, heaven. you
2: know that's why I'm I'm such a wacko woman when I get to these events because I'm like. I'm so happy to pe- see people enjoying our products and and to network with y'all. No, nah,
0: yeah, your energy is always great at those events. It's always a good good time seeing you there for sure. Thank you. Likewise. Um, yeah, uh, we appreciate you hopping on with this. Um, you you killed this. You so killed good. this so much. Yeah. So good. But before we let you go, um, we have to let we have to know what you've been smoking on out of those those beautiful vases lately.
2: Look at, I brought one of my OG pieces to the table. I have some CBD with me here.
0: Nice.
2: (laughs) From my friends at Charleston Hemp Collective.
1: I treasure every bit of you, my dear. You have no idea how much of an influence you have on my life, and you push forward. And so it makes us push forward, right? Right. Because we're women in the industry. So
2: I love you. We have to keep on swimming. Well, hopefully... um, will be launching My Bud Life first of the year. Nice. So this is going to, you know, bring more products that complement, you know, the vases complement, but more lifestyle. So like the, like I was saying, the wallpaper, like for the vamp patterns and stuff like that. Okay, so we're hmm. looking forward to, uh, you know, really, really bringing it home, you know? Yep. Um, so cheers to you guys. Cheers to your podcast. Thank you for Thank having you. me on. Here we
1: go. Jarrell, what you been smoking on while Doreen enjoys?
0: Um, I, I just finished up the last of that, uh, that Milk Monkey from AMA I was telling you about the last time. So yeah, that, that was a real good one, I love that one. It had like 20 milligrams of terpentine in it. Ooh.
1: I've been smoking Camp Rosin um, in a vape and it's been phenomenal, I love it. It's the That's only the vape list. I'll smoke now, to be very honest, because vapes give me a headache. Really? But, uh, yeah, it's weird. But these, this is like the rosin in these things, solventless, wonderful. And I realize it may be the solvents in those extracts that give me those kind of headaches or how it's extracted. But this is really, really good. And I highly recommend it. Thank you, Tina, uh, for this. It was really, really great. Um, Doreen, if anybody has any questions for you, how do they get a hold of you, my dear? What if they want to order a large, super huge, large order of my bud Vaz? How do they get in
2: contact with you? Well, if it's a, a wholesale order through any of your bud tender friends or, or any of your stores, um, that would go to wholesale at mybudbase.com. Okay. If they want to personally reach out to me, they can go to Doreen at com, or they can go on the DM at, you know, mybudbase.com on our Instagram and um, or see us at, you know, the bud tender awards or champs or anything like that. But I, I try to be as accessible as I can to our, our friends and family in the industry and
1: so, um, tenders, if you're out there, we're all things, social media, high, but at high bud tenders, and of course, www.highbudtenders.com forward slash podcast for the podcast forward slash shop for the shop. We thank mm. you for listening y'all. Uh, we love you. And as always stay high, bud tenders.
2: Yes. I feel a